0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Pittsburgh Steel fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers War Room. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the host of the show that puts you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, um, and all the rest of the Steelers front office, Brandon Hunt. Um, you know, as they look to put together a winning roster in 2022 and beyond. Well, the off season's definitely underway. Um, that's no surprise to anyone. And and I think there's some really key dates. Obviously, the Combine is um, kicked off at Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Um, A week's time, you know, you've got on the 8th of March prior to 4pm New York time deadline for clubs to designate franchise or transition tags on players. Um, And then you've got March 14th to 16th, um, which is basically where the clubs are permitted to contact and enter contract negotiations with certified agents of players who will become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their 2021 player contracts, which occurs at 4pm New York time on March 16th. And then you go through that sort of that flurry of free agency signings um, that kicks off on March 16th at 4 p.m. Um, New York time. So that's pretty interesting from that perspective. And then the trading period for 2022 can begin at 4 p.m. Um, at, on March 16th as well um, after those 2021 contracts have expired. Um, and then there's the annual league meeting where, you know, there might be changes to rules, all that sort of stuff that comes through. And then we can save all the April dates to come, um, but obviously that we know um you know, that the draft is, kicks off, uh, you know, the 28th um, of April and Thursday night, 28th of April. So big one coming there. So on today's show, obviously the title um, of the show today is around can the Steelers grab another great catch this off season. And, you know, I say that because not necessarily we drafted a wide receiver, um, you know, in the in the last one for a draft. But you got Pat Freemuth and you got Najee Harris um, and really anyone, you know, it's sort of that catch, whether you, you, you know, you've got a magic partner or something, you know, is that person a, a catch? Um, but I think really when I'm thinking about today's podcast and what I was doing, I was like, look, everyone's on the quarterback, everyone's in these defensive positions, everyone's on linebackers. What about wide receiver? And then as I I say that, I wake up my time and I hear Kevin Colbert sort of insinuated that they would like to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster. So that's where I thought we might kick off this week's show is we're looking at some free agent wide receivers um, and who's available. Now, I've sorted basically those that are available currently according to Over the Cap um, based on the guaranteed money and the reason of their, obviously, their previous contract. Now, the reason I've done that is that that will tell you quite quickly who are the people that are on that rookie contract versus people, you know, top wide receivers out there. So thinking that we probably don't want to bring anyone back that's over, over 30. These are kind of like the, the top 20 by guarantee money. doesn't mean necessarily by stats, but this is what what's kind of sitting at right now. And steele has got two off-contract off players in this. So Mike Williams is number one. He was 28. He played 74.9% of the snaps for the charges. He's looking for a payday. I I can't see the Steelers spending the money on him um, that he's looking for out there. Then you've got Devontae Adams at the Packers. Now, I've had rumours that he could be going to the Chargers um, depending on what Aaron Rodgers does. But he's 30. I mean, obviously, any Steelers fan would love Devontae Adams in the team. But you just, with now a predictable quarterback, it's pretty hard to think that the Steelers are going to be bringing in Devontae Adams. And he's probably going to stick with Rodgers if Rodgers stays in Green Bay. You've got Alan Robinson there from the Bears. We talked about this a few weeks back on the Slack channel. Like they didn't really use him on the Bears, but his blocking is awful. Probably doesn't fit what the Steelers want to do with Matt Canada in the RPO stuff. So that's an interesting perspective there. He's 29, though. No, big, tall wide receiver. Again, probably not, doesn't even fit from a scheme and money point of view as well. Then you've got Chris Godwin, 26, 70% snaps. If they were going to spend money outside of, you know, bringing Juju back, and we'll get there, um, I think. Really, Godwin is someone I'd be in, but I again, which quarterback does he want to go to? Because he's won a Super Bowl already. Um, he's coming back off an injury, but he's probably looking for another one, um, or someone he can at least rack up the stats with. So, again, is the Steelers that organization? I don't know, but money money does talk. Um, Then you've got Will Fuller. I think we've talked about him previously, you know, know, in terms of last week when we talked about Brian Flores, I don't see him fit for the Steelers at this point in time, in terms of not that he doesn't not fit the scheme, but I don't see him as a fit money-wise, unless he's going for a real cut price deal. Really, really injured, 28 years old. T.Y. Hilton from the Colts, if he's going back anywhere, it's probably going to go back to the Colts or somewhere with a veteran quarterback that's in it to win it. Then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster. And this is the interesting thing because... The franchise tag is a lot more than what you, you're willing to play, pay. Juju. Some people don't think he's worth the eight million um, that he was given last year, as well. And so it's funny because when I told you those key dates, we talked about transition, transition, and franchise tags. It's probably him, and I, I don't think I wouldn't do it for Akello. I've heard room, like I've heard, you know, um, arguments for it, but really juju is probably the only one you would give that to and even then you're probably not going to do it but he's one of the youngest on this top list at 26 with godwin um you know so i'm not surprised kevin colbert wants him to bring him back i want to bring him back um i've said this before on this show six mil six to seven mil sorry um plus plus two up to two million two and a half million in incentives like one million for a thousand yards one million for eight plus touchdowns, maybe throwing 500,000 um, for for being Pro Bowl player. I, I bring him back. I'd do, that's just me. Um, then you've got AJ Green out there. He's only going to stick with a winner, I think. Emmanuel Sanders, you've got up there, 35. He's not coming back to the Steelers. If he's coming back, he's going to a um, can, you know a, probably someone that on paper looks like a more sure contender. You've got Sammy Watkins out there. Didn't have the best year with the Ravens. I can't see him coming to the Steelers, but I wouldn't then be shocked if he did. Cole is an interesting name from the Jets, but again, I don't really, Keelan Cole, I don't really see that. Um, Jamison Crowder would know that he can stretch the field. I would see that if there's any chemistry that he's got going there between him and Zach Wilson, they'll bring him back. Um, You've got Christian Kirk out of the Cardinals. Now, it's interesting to see what they do with him um, and their salary cap situation. If he couldn't keep Juju, um, Kirk is someone I'd look at, but I just don't – I think Kirk's uh, – there's a bigger market out there for Christian Kirk um, from the Cardinals. Then you've got James Washington, um, obviously, from the Steelers. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think you bring Jason Washington back after everything that we've been through. Um, Rashad Higgins out there from the Browns. I'm not I'm, – you know, I'm not, I'm not the – I don't hate on Rashad Higgins. I think he could be an interesting one for the Steelers. Um, but, again, maybe the Browns to bring him back with Landry, a pro- probable cut. Um, candidate, he knows the system. If they don't move on from Baker, that's, that's a fit. There's a fit there. Whether he's going to move. Matt Slater from the Patriots might even retire. Um, so he's 37. DJ Chalk, I've talked about him Um, the Slack channel with some people. I really, and I think we're talking about him in this podcast, I really think um, when I talked about some unknown free agents or some. Unlikely for agents to consider a few weeks back. I and mean, it was about six weeks ago. But again, I want to reiterate it. Six for four, 198 um, pounds. The second round, um, 61 overall drafted. Uh, stats, you know, he, he has missing games and in injury. Um, you know, but he put up seven through receptions in 2019, uh, you know, there for eight touchdowns, and he had five in 2020, two in 2021 where he only played four games. Um, you know, he's had a 1,000 yards and a 700-yard season. Um, been around, you know, almost the same, a couple of years less than Juju, but a young guy, a big guy, a fast guy. You know, I really like the look of that. Then you've got Shaquem Grant out of the Bears, um, where he played last season. Speed, but I, I much as I hate to say it, I see him bringing back like Ray Ray to do the same thing, really. Um you got Josh Reynolds out of the Lions. I don't necessarily think he's someone that Steelers fans be crowing about getting. Um, and then if I go down the list, like John Ross is fast from the Giants, did nothing with the Bengals. Um, Demarcus Robinson's interesting one from the Chiefs, but they were to keep the game together. Michael Gallup. Um, and then you go through Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be injured. He's going to want to go to a contender, having won that Super Bowl. Um, and then you you kind of keep going through. You get to Marcus Valdes-Scant Valdez-Scantling, if Rogers isn't back, maybe he's a target. But they're sort of like 15 to 20 wide receivers that's in there. And again, this is a bit like, to me, it's a bit like the Terrell Edmonds situation with safety. If you're going to use, if you're going to touch wide receiver in free agency, you bring back Juju. Like, you really do. Like, yeah, if you could go get Christian Kirk or Godwin, maybe. Um, I don't think you're going to get any of the other, like what I would consider top guys you know, maybe go out and take a punt um, on on DJ Chalk. But again, it, it's a risk there. He's, at least he's the same age as Juju. Um, at least he's got a bit of injury. That should cut his price. But it's kind of an interesting one to consider. So let's park it there from the free agent wide receivers. We're going to get to some draft wide receivers. So looking at it right now, uh, you know, Daniel Myers just put out his top 50 um prospects, but it's 2.0. So we previewed the 1.0. Which we talked about through that. Um, and it's some interesting things. So as I go through the list, like Aiden's Aiden Hutchinson's stuck there um as number one. Econwu's moved up to number two, probably more for the versatility there. Kyle Hamilton's moved up one spot to number three. Source Gardeners moved up to number four out of number five. Evan Neal's dropped down two spots, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, the slide on him was about patience and balance. It's not going to be, I, would, I mean, I would love to see him on the Steelers, but we're never going to trade up to get a tackle. New York Garrett Wilson, um, Tavon Thibodeau. He's dropping, dropping, dropping. A lot of GMs when you listen to different podcasts around the league and not Real big fans of Kayvon Thibodeau. Quite interesting, actually. Um, Kobe Dean, uh, number eight. Devin Lloyd, number nine, even though like, he's going to fall to like 20 for a lot of people. Then you've got Trayvon Walker, who are uh, Bucky Brooks. Um, at 10 there, who Bucky Brooks mocked to the Steelers back in January. Um, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Edge Rusher as well. I and mean, these are top 50 prospects. It's not the order that they're going to go in. Then you've got Trent McDuffie. Some people have seen him falling all the way to the Steelers, but you know, people will go, oh, my gosh, Steelers drafting a cornerback in the first round. Hell no. Um, Drake London, wide receiver. Traylon Burks, wide receiver. These are two guys we're going to look at in a little bit. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., number five, uh, ranked for number 15. He's It's interesting with Stingley Jr. as well. Again, I've heard some differentiating feedback on him as to how good he actually is versus not, and his schematic fits as well. You've got George uh, Karoloftis. I don't think he's a real fit for the Steelers. Um, he's more of a 4-3 guy um, out of Purdue, uh, ranked number 16. Jordan Davis, someone that a lot of different BTSC podcasts probably would have talked about by now. I know some have. Um, other Steelers sites, you know, that you've seen things there. I don't like how many downs he plays. I don't see the fit for the Steelers. David Ajabo, yeah, sure, on the edge, but it's probably not the Steelers' top need. I'd rather see him trade back even if Ajabo is on the board there. You've got Dax Hill, safety out of Michigan. I'd rather sign, re-sign Terrell Edmonds at this point. Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington, he's jumped up a bit. Um, I think he's someone that's unsung. I think you'll see him at the end of the first, early in the second, um, by a team looking to improve that defense or get younger at the position. Kenyon Green, I mean, look, if he fell to the Steelers at number 20, I don't think anyone would be upset. Um, but there are people like the Eagles who need you know fresh O with some of their retirements and their three picks in the teens. Um, some of the other sorts of teams um, that are sitting there in the teens as well. I I don't know. I I struggle to see him falling all that way, but if he does, fantastic. Um, Tyler Linderbaum, he's dropped three spots, even though he's the top center there. Um, You know, people are still saying he should have the same impact as a rookie that Creed Humphrey had, Um, you know, but the combine is going to be really big for all these guys. But I think Tyler Linderbaum particularly just to cement that top 20 status, um, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa is number 23. He's moved up two spots. Charles Cross has moved up five spots um, into 24. Jahan Dodson's moved up two spots into 25. Then you've got Chris Alave, wide receiver, 26. Jamison Williams, 27th. Both of those guys have moved up. Oh, so Chris Alave hasn't, but Jamison Williams has moved up three spots from 30. Kenny Pickett's dropped 10 spots from number 18 um, overall in the prospects to number 28. Um there, you know, it's a lot of people saying he could be like an athletic Matt, Matt Hasselback, according to DJ. I've heard that, I've heard similar um, analysis, you know, elsewhere or comparisons. You've got Devontae Wyatt, who I really like, who's available in the second round, Georgia, defensive tackle, defensive end. Um, he's sitting there. He's moved up nine spots to 29 after a really good senior bowl. Um, Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. I've seen him mock to a few Steelers um, on Steelers mock drafts on social media as well. Um, he's a guy that like wasn't even on this list in the first round, in the first go at the Daniel Jeremiah did. So it's interesting. He seems to be moving up people's boards. Again, what does a combine mean for a player like Tyler Smith? You've got Andrew Booth at number 31. He's moved up one spot. Clemson, I mean, look, if he's sitting there at 20, he's a cornerback you go after um, for sure. Malik Willis at 32. He's moved up three spots. Now these are two guys like Andrew Booth could be taken in the top, easily in the top 20, the end of the top ten um, in the early teens. Malik Willis could go anywhere. You know, I think it's basically from seventh onwards at that point in time. A lot of people are saying you'll get picked by the Steelers. I'm struggling to now think that the Steelers wouldn't pick him if he's there at twenty. Uh, but it's you know whether he's there. But that is a question about whether he's there. Um, so he's moved up three spots. Boy, Amafé wasn't on this list before, but boy. I, you know, I know, bad dad joke. But boy did he um have a great uh senior bowl as well. He looks really good. Um he's someone that if you sit in there in the second I Maybe you take a pun on him, maybe, right? Um, Matt Corral, number 34. I've heard that he's not going to throw I saw it on social media. I haven't had a chance to check that. It's been a very busy few days for me. But Matt Corral, um, number 34 there, I've heard he's not going to throw at the, at the combine, which is interesting. We um, should see how he comes back from that injury too. You've got Brees Hall out of Iowa State, running back. He's probably arguably the top running back in this class. Um, I can't see him going in the first round. Um, Isaiah Spill is there that's why I say arguably he's dropped three spots while Bruce Hall has moved up four some people think he's the top running back in this class again like you know Najee went 24th and I think Najee was a lot better rated quarterback out of you know Alabama's a lot better school than Iowa State and Texas A&M Uh, Bernhard Raymond out of central Michigan. Again, I don't, unless there's a run on tackles, I think he's an early two, early second. Maybe he's a late first round pick. Um, If you bring him back, maybe if you bring him back Rogers with Green Bay, they look at him. I think they're picking at 28. Um, But yeah, that could be an interesting one for them. Um, Jalen Petrie, the Baylor safety um, wasn't ranked in this top 50. He's moving in. He seems to now be almost the, the top, Safe, consensus safety outside of um, Daxton Hill um, and Kyle Hamilton, that are obviously going to be in the first round, very likely. Maybe Daxton Hill falls. Travis Jones, we talked about him a lot. Wasn't right in the top 50 before. He's now at 39. Previewed him last week. Love him. Probably not going to be there when the Steelers want to pick him. The Steelers probably don't want to touch him until the third round, based on the news that we've got. Stefan Tooitt likely coming back. Quay Walker's dropped nine spots to 40. He's a guy that could still find himself. Um, you know, in there in the fourth round, um, he's an off-the-ball linebacker, 6'4, 240 pounds, good speed. Um, he's a run and hit linebacker, you never know. Um Zion Johnson's ranked number 41. I just think given the lack of interior O lineman in this class, um, I think he's someone that you could that you'll see taken in the top in the top round, um in the first round. So even though he's ranked 41, um these are rankings on the player prospects, it's not you know a mock draft. Arnold uh, Abikite from Penn State is in there at 42. He's dropped back 18 spots. That's interesting. DeMarvin Leal, again, someone that some people originally had him in like the top six or eight. It's interesting. I've heard a few different podcasts from Daniel Jeremiah over the last eight weeks where he's sort of, this is a player that's been slipping. And a lot of people, like the media, you know, one of the apparently GMs disclosed to him, you know, confidentially that a lot of people were high on Marvin Neal because a few media early in the draft process really went high on him. And then he sort of gained this reputation, but it's not actually showing up on a lot of tape, which is interesting. Uh, Christian Harris out of Alabama, linebacker. Uh, he's someone there ranked 44. He's he's a second round guy, maybe even a late second round guy. Perrin um, Winfrey wasn't on the list. He's now in there. He's a guy you'd probably see early second, if not late in the first. Um, or by late, I mean from pick 25 onwards. Greg Dulich, the tight end out of UCLA. Again, we usually see where he gets drafted. I could see anywhere from the second to the fourth round, depending on the way tight ends go, but it's interesting. Sam Howell at 47. He's pretty much, unless the Steelers really love him, or another team really loves him, maybe, maybe the Browns double up and get Baker, Baker 2.0. Um I think he's a second-round pick at this point in time, so I think that that's a fair grade on him. He's dropped 11 spots. Logan Hall, he's someone that continues to progress as I think people realise how much depth is there um, in some of this interior defensive line class. Um, So the D tackle, but interior defensive line class. Um, Daniel Fialele, he's moved down eight spots, but he's there. He could go anywhere from our pick at 20, probably all the way to pick... um, you know, so 60, I think, is probably where it is there. Um, and then Kay Elam, Florida cornerback. I think he's the second round, but he could be in the first five, six picks. Interesting that names that are dropped out of this top 50 were Faderian Mathis, defensive tackle out of Alabama. I'm not surprised. I think he's a second rounder at this point. Um, he might even drop, you know, if the teams that need those need those players, you know, everyone needs interior defensive linemen, but if the teams that are really looking at this, that don't, um, that fill, you know, some depth there in free agency... he's he's a guy for me that like a smoky to fall into the third um you've got trey mcbride tight end out of colorado state number 42 he's dropped out of this um his previous rank was 42 jalen toddlott's dropped out roger mccreary's dropped out i think that's unfair i actually think mccreary should still be in there um isaiah likely's dropped out as well max mitchell's dropped out i think that's fair most mock drafts have got him as like somewhere in the ranked between like 120 and 180. Um, I think he's really good fit for the steals in the fourth, um, but that's just me. And then Lewis sign out of Jordan just dropped out as well. I think he's a late second, early third pick at this point in time, um, but that's how it's sitting. But with that, we're going to go to a break on Steels Warren for part two. We're going to look at some wide receiver rankings for, for the NFL draft so far. Who I think the Steelers, you know, could be in for if they don't bring back Juju, or even if they do, we know Colbert loves a wide receiver. And it's just interesting who's going early because I could see a couple of these top guys falling. But that's all for part two. we're back on Steel's Worm. I'm your host of this weekly show, Matt Peverell, the show, host of the show that likes to put you in the minds of Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, Mike Tomlin, Brandon Hunt, particularly Brandon Hunt, um, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin as they look at the uh, NFL dra- like combine as part of the draft process. That's kicked off. Um, you know, March three, we've got the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends from four p.m. March four, we've got you've got six hours live coverage of running backs, offensive linemen, and special teams. Um, then you've got on March 5 live coverage of the defensive linemen and linebackers. And then you've got live coverage of the defensive backs um again there on March 6. So it is all happening. Um, NFL combine for me it's available through the NFL network it'll be available through NFL network and other providers um, for those of you depending on where you are Um, but excited to be able to catch some of that so looking at uh, some of these top wide receivers it's pretty interesting right now so when you when you do look at it Jamison Williams you know some people have him as the top prospect some people have Garrett Wilson the sort of you know, they, they seem to be like the top two. I've seen another list um, on DraftKings Nation, which had Drake London there as first out of USC, depending. And again, it depends on the team fit. Um, you know, Chris Alave is in there as well, um, which is interesting as well. So you're sort of seeing this fluctuation, um, you know, in how it works. So I'm going to give you the top, um, prospects um, that CBS have got listed right now, which I think is interesting. They build theirs. I think this one's actually built from twenty four seven sports. Um, and then I'm gonna have a look at these. This interesting. I just thought it was interesting the list that they put. It was just a bit different um, from DraftKings. Um, and and they were doing rankings based on those based um, that are going to be appearing at the combine. And then we go through the draft networks. One who have placed them overall, and then you've got the order of them as wide receivers as well. And we're going to go into a couple of players that I think it's worth. You know just previewing ahead of the combine because they're guys to watch. Um, so draftings stuff a kind of a weird one. As I say, they start off with Drake London is ranked number one. Then they've got Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State number two. Then Chris Olave number three. Um, I think that he's probably three consensus um in a lot of you know across anyone who's previewing the draft stuff. Um, Traylon Burks is number four. I think he's a first round draft pick at this point. Big, big body there out of Arkansas. Um, number four, they've got Jamison Williams, number five. I think it's due to probably the injury that he's got. Um, then you've got uh Jahan Dotson, um, Jahan Dotson, sorry, out of Penn State. Christian Watson, North Dakota State. Some people have him in the second round, some people have him in the fourth, all the way in the fourth. John Mechie, the third out of Alabama. Wait, he's on the one with injury, not um, Jamison Williams. Jalen Talbot out of South Alabama, who we said has slipped out of Daniel Jeremiah's top 50. Doesn't mean he's not going to be drafted in the top 50. Just means that he's not in the overall top 50 prospects. Um, But he probably will based on this rankings list, if you were to go off it. Calvin Austin, third out of Memphis. He's a name that you see there is sort of around that sort of eight to top 12. David Bell out of Purdue. He's someone I could see in the third round with the Steelers. Kilo Shakur out of Boise State, number 12. Romeo Dubes out of Nevada. Um, there as well, so he's someone that's caught a lot of names, had a good senior bowl. Um, but then on some mock drafts, you see him in terms of the rankings before you do them. He's like number 170. Um, good fit with Carson Strong, my man, the quarterback. Um, if you were going to draft Carson Strong, and he was sitting there in the fourth, double up, double up. Velus Jones Jr., who's starting to move up some boards at number 14 for them. Then they've got Skymore, George Pickens, Alex Pierce, Justin Ross um it's interesting Alex Pierce is someone out of Cincinnati I'm going to probably do a deeper dive into um even for my, just myself over the next few weeks um but Justin Ross is someone I like out of Clemson I think the combine's going to be big for him he can definitely someone catching traffic go up and grab the ball um but I think the a lot of teams they want to see how fast he is and that's why the combine will be big for him Looking at this one that I was able to pull up with CBS, which I thought was interesting, because I can pull up lots of different ones, but I just thought these ones were particularly interesting, and I I st- stuck clear of uh, PFF in this instance. But Garrett Wilson, number one. Jamison Williams, number two. Um, so they had Garrett Wilson ranked seventh at their overall rankings. Jamison Williams, number 10th. Burke, 17th. Drake London, 18th. Um, so fourth in this list. Chris Olave in fifth, 23rd overall. Um, And that's not in terms of the pick. Their ranking is what I'm saying overall. Um, George Pickens, 40. um, And the sixth wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, seventh wide receiver, 56 overall. Um, That kind of fits a little bit with that Daniel Jeremiah, top 50. Then David Bell out of Purdue, 61. Um, Justin Ross, ninth there, um, 65th overall. Sky Moore, 68. He's someone I've seen move up at least then they go into K- K- Khalil Shakir, um, 11. John Metchie, um, third, I think, yeah, because of that injury, 12. Wondell Robinson out of Kentucky. He's a name that we're going to talk about in a moment because I think I'm interested to see where he goes, but he's a junior, he's young. Then you've got Eric um, Izzucanama out of Texas Tech, Jalen Um, Then they go into Christian Watson, Danny Gray, um, Dante D'Ontario, um, Drummond out of Ole Miss and then Romeo Dubes, Alex Pierce. So they've got them a lot later, which I think is interesting um, from that perspective. Going out of the draft network where them and Pro Football, Pro, Pro Football Network um, is probably where I, I get a lot of the draft stuff if you listen to last year's shows as well. Um, I'll go through their ranks. then we'll touch on a few of those players. So Jamison Williams, um, top wide receiver on their list. He's number ninth overall in the ranking. Chris Alave, 19th overall, second wide receiver. Traylon Bur- Burks, third wide receiver, um, ranked 21 overall. It's interesting. These are probably my rankings, um, but I would have had Garrett Wilson higher. They've got him 27th overall as a player. Um, fourth is the wide receiver rankings. Uh, fifth, Jahan Dotson. Uh, there, ranked number 30. Uh, Drake London, 33rd. Um, he's sitting there though, as their sixth wide receiver, David Bell is their seventh wide receiver at 37. Um, again, I think that's pretty high. Um, but then you think then they've got John Matchy, George Pickens, Christian Watson, Wondell Robinson. Those are guys that like, I could see all four of those guys, um, maybe Wondell Robinson's early third, but maybe he scrapes in the early second, but the other guys are definitely potential second round picks. And so then they go Sky Moore, Jalen Tolbert, Calvin Austin, Kyle Phillips, Khalil Shakir, Justin Ross, Alex Pierce, Romeo Dupes. So when I'm looking at it, if there's one of the top guys that falls, I I could see the Steelers doing it. Like I could see them drafting the second and wide receiver, if they, especially if they don't retain Juju. Christian Watson, someone that stands out, uh definitely six foot five, 208 pounds, did a great job, great job at the senior bowl. Improved his release last season. Good football IQ, versatile. He's lined in college. He lined out both at outside and in the slot. Um, Definitely a competitive player. Um, You know, big playability for sure. Uh, I, I think he's just an interesting threat on the field. But I wonder if we've got a quarterback that's going to be able to actually use him. That that's the interesting part for me because I wonder whether the Steelers need another another route runner um, but because I think you've got Freemuth can do stuff in the slot. If you brought back Juju, you can do stuff in the slot. You know, Claypool needs to do, can do a little bit in the slot, but he's slow. I think he needs to do more outside. Um, that's what I'd love to see Christian Watson do as well. But I just wonder with Deontay Johnson as well, are they going to keep him around? It also depends. People see the rumors of trading Chase Claypool. So that's the thing with me for Christian for Christian Watson is I just wonder you know, and also the, the the college the level of college that he played as well, like in in being that he's not necessarily from a top school. Um that doesn't mean he's terrible. Look at look at Deontay Johnson's example out of Toledo. But yeah, I just he's one that I that I do wonder about. Um but Wandell Robinson, uh 5'11, 185 pounds, had a um came out of high school as a fourth star recruit, um, had more than 1,100 receiving yards in 2021's regular season. Uh, did a lot there for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, he transitioned over from the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Um, they, they basically crafted a lot of, according to scouting reports, a lot of quick hitting touches for Robinson with jet motion, screen passes, attacking free access at the snap. snap. Um, but he was also a vertical receiver and downfield efforts um, to make him show that he was a well-rounded player um, and, you know, potentially a transformational backfield weapon. Hmm. That's kind of, uh, when you look at the scheme tendencies, uh, scheme versatile in the run game, play action, pass heavy offense. But um, you look at those things about their attacking for at snap, screen passes, jet motion, seems a bit Matt Canada-like, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's what I think could be interesting because he's a very quick receiver with a lot of twitch frame, gets easy separation, um, a big release package, really good run after the catch um, when he gets into the open field. Um, you know, he's quite shifty and slippery, um, doesn't take a lot of a lot of upfront hits. That can be good over time. Um, good football instincts, according to a lot of reports. Um, you know, people sort of say he's a little bit like Rondell Moore when they've scouted him. Some people say though he's a prospect comparison of Ty Montgomery. Um if you're gonna get Ty Montgomery in the second or third round with this where this Steelers team is at, um, in and, and with Matt Canada alignment. I think that's an interesting pick for the Steelers. I really do. Um, so look out for Wondell Robinson there. Um, you know, he's probably not going to, you know, be the. He's probably going to fall just outside the top 10 um, of wide receivers taken on the day or day two, early day three, um, but probably day two. Maybe that falls to the Steelers. Um, maybe he just does. Some people don't like Kyle Phillips, so... I have it's interesting. I want to watch a bit more tape on Kyle Phillips. I know we tested well um across the All-Star week. But the guy I wanted to talk about was Justin Ross out of Clemson, as I said there. Six foot three is a guy that's gonna to need to have a really big um combine. He really is gonna to have to have a big combine. He needs to make, you know, needs to earn himself some money there, really. You know, they talked about senior bowl guys um making money. I want to see Justin Ross make some money um, this week. So some people have him at 6'4", 205 pounds. As I said, I, the other weight I had him at here was 205 pounds, 6'3". So um, the same weight, but different height. Um, His last three college seasons, 46 receptions, 2021, 2019, 66, 2018, 46, 1,000 yards in 2018, 865 in 2019, 514 in 2021. Um, three TDs in the, this last season eight TDs in 2019, nine TDs in 2018. Um, didn't have the long play that he had um, of 74 yards in 2018, which was interesting. He only played five games. So that's something to think about. Um, the win against UConn that Clemson had, loss, uh, win against Louisville, win against Florida State, loss against Pitt, uh, win against Syracuse. So that's just something to remember as well. He played a lot less games, um, you know, than he did the the, the previous seasons. Um You know, spread offense, RPO-centric, vertical horizontal shot plays off off play action from a scheme fit perspective. Um, And you are looking at that. A lot of free releases. Definitely, uh, he's got a big, strong frame. So run off to the catch makes him a difficult target to bring down. He's one of the best high point receivers. That's what we wanted from Quaypool, right? So if you don't like what you're getting from Quaypool you're planning on moving on, that's why I like Justin Ross. And if you can get him in the fourth, Like, I kind of would prefer him to Dubs. I like what Dubes does, but I just think, particularly if he measures in at 6'4 and he gets some pace. But again, if he measures in at 6'4 and he gets some pace, this is Trace Claypool, but I think the league probably sits there and goes, yeah, probably third round at this point. Um, Doesn't necessarily have the hype that Claypool had coming out. Uh, Some people have compared him from a prospect perspective to Marvin Jones. I need to see him more just to get to fully validate that, but I can understand where that's coming from. A lot of people think he's third round value according to the draft network. Um, Definitely rack potential at the next level. So that's interesting there. Um, There with Justin Ross. And then the last one I wanted to look at was a guy called Trey Turner. Trey Turner. Yeah, that's right. Not Trey Turner, the the guard. I'm talking about Trey Turner, the wide receiver. I'm talking about uh, Trey Turner, the wide receiver out of Virginia Tech. He's an interesting one for me because he, he keeps sitting there really late uh, in the mock drafts. And I'm like, oh, I wonder, I just wonder. Uh, six foot two, 187 pounds, called an ESPN, um, 40 receptions 2021, 20, 34 in 2020, 34 in 2019, um, 26 in 2018, four TDs 2018, 2019, three TDs, the other two seasons, um, only played um yeah, so then and in terms of yardage, had more than 500 yards each of those seasons. So he doesn't have a lot sitting there on tape. Um, he a, was a really good basketball player in high school, um, and he's actually a brother of PJ Harrison, who was a first um, former first-round pick of the Sharp Hornets um, who, and after playing at North Carolina, which was interesting. They say he's a smooth route runner, and he glides when he everything's his stride. Some of the tape I've started watching, I do definitely see that. Natural hands, trivet ball skills, I'd agree with that from what I've seen. Um, I don't know about outstanding body control. I want to see a bit more. Um, route, good route adjustments on the fly, I would agree. Um, understands the space around him for sure. Um, yeah, really secure mitts, um, you know, when he's going to catch the ball. Good football IQ, versatile. They say he can play slot and outside. I saw that on tape, but I'm watching, you know, the tape I've seen a lot so far is just pure highlights. And, you know, so it's always going to make him look good from that perspective. Um, but he averaged more than 17 yards per reception, nearly 10 yards per carry, um, at Virginia tech. And this is pretty interesting as well. That's high consistency as well. Um, from that perspective, but he was actually playing with a highly inconsistent quarterback um, during the most of his tenure with the Hokies. People have compared him to Alan Hearns, which is interesting um, and said he's a third round great. So again, if he's sitting there in like the six, you get him. Um, I've been able to get him in most mock drafts. If I'm going to pick him in the sixth and the seventh, early in the seventh. you have to move up a little bit from their position, but he's sitting there. But look, with that, that wraps up Steelers Warren for this week. There's some prospects you can look forward to watching at the wide receiver's position, uh, the combine. Um, again, guys like Velas Jones Jr., look out for him. Tyquan Thornton, look out for him. Charleston Rambo out of Miami. He's a guy that might make himself some money. Um, there's Jakari Robeson, who I love as well. Uh, he didn't get invited, so can't preview for him. Um, but yeah, enjoy the combine. It's going to be a big week next week you know we're going to be moving into the start of the league year as well which is going to be um you know interesting from from that perspective um but with that go Steelers